0: They usually will start out with, excuse me, sir, can I talk to you for a minute? Well, one thing I can assure you is we're not gonna talk about the weather, okay? My name is uh, Tony Neal. I'm the meter collector for the Ithaca Police Department. I've been in the department now for close to 15 years. Any enforcement job is really a lot like babysitting, except that instead of kids, you're basically babysitting adults. Sometimes you'll get some nasty attitudes out here, even if you are just the coin collector. I have a screwdriver, but a lot of these I can take out by hand. King Kong couldn't tear that meter off. Sometimes construction workers will put a 10 or a 20 and they're gonna be here all day. It's an easy job, but there are some issues that can come up. We do help cross kids during the school year, and it can be very rewarding. Some people actually thank us for putting up with the job we do out here. It's rare, but it does happen. You're tuned to listener-supported WRFI. This is difficult. This ain't New York City, man. This one here is what we call the boss key. And this is basically what I'll be putting in the machine to download all the information. Goes in like so. I'll pull these out. See it's locked. It locks it when you open it up. And it's downloading all the transactions that it's had. So there was $2.75 in credit cards used down here. And there's $2.30 in and change. And it gives you the breakdown of nickels, dimes, quarters, dollars, two dollars and that should be the count there. When I go to the bank, they'll just be lining that up. It should be exactly as the slip is. When you're looking at a lollipop meter, this is what your money goes through. It comes into here, it drops down into the coin box. I mean, most people hate them, but they don't seem to understand that that money does in fact go towards the public good here. Most people think I'm collecting the meters and putting the money in my pocket, but that's not happening. The people that complain about paying the parking meters, these are the same people that complain about the potholes. So if people want sidewalks to be fixed or roads to be filled, these meters provide the money to come in and basically help to pay for some of those things. We have a lot of nine hours on Thursday Ave and Stewart Ave where the students can park all day long. We're here down here, supposedly it's two hours they'd like you to come down do your business and move so other people can use the space. So, this is basically your pay station. You got your two batteries. They both get charged through the solar panel. You've got your bill acceptor This is the printer that can be sort of a pain once in a while and this guard top here covers the receipt tape. (laughs) Yeah little buttons will fall off once in a while so we may have to put new keypads and stuff so you'll learn the fine art of taking it apart. I'll carry a repair kit with me. Bank coins, taped together coins, super glue, bubble gum, people put anything you can imagine in the parking meters. Whenever the People run into the poles. Sometimes the students get drunk and they'll just wrap them up with a chain in a truck and literally rip them out of the ground and throw them into the creek. It happens quite often, actually. And so when we install a new pole, basically I'll just use this drill and put a hole in the bottom of the pole that allows the moisture to come out of it instead of building up inside the pole. In the wintertime, it'll fill up with water. If it freezes, it'll literally have enough force to pop the meter head right off. When they plow the roads and do the sidewalks, all the snow will be piled right up to the meters. Sometimes I'm the only footprints to the meters as I've had to stomp my way into the snow banks. We spend a lot of time actually just going around and and cleaning them off because they really don't charge if they're covered with snow. They're solar powered and there's a battery that sits here and one below, and that's what charges them. Okay. so this one, it looks to me like it's got a dead battery. See how it's yellow and it's saying loud? This one's toast. I let them go right down until they die practically because these batteries are 10 bucks a piece. So I don't like to waste money for the city. I just let them go until I know they're getting pretty low. Brand new battery coming in at 6.4, very good. It resets and we're back in business. Most people seem to believe by putting on your four-way flashers, your hazard lights, that you can just come down here and park wherever you'd feel like. Handicaps, truck loading zones, no parking zones, no standing zones. And the number one excuse you're gonna hear all day long as a ticker writer is, I just ran in for a minute. (laughs) College Town's a prime example. There's no parking spaces available on the street, so they just park the car in the middle of the road and then just go into College Town Bagels. In the meantime, traffic's backed up everywhere trying to get around this vehicle. So I think we provide a service of, you know, keeping things flowing. And a prime example is a handicap space. The guy's just running in to get a cup of coffee. Coming right down the street is a person in a wheelchair who that space is reserved for. But he's not thinking about them, he's thinking about that cup of coffee he's gonna run in for. I don't know if I should show you this trick or not. <laughs> I'll show you watch this we'll sit here for a minute this is an old trick it's an old trick in the city of Michigan. anything that's in the coin slot that blocks it will set this thing into jammed mode so one of the tricks people try to do is put a coin in halfway then claim the meter's jammed okay we know this trick well a lot of times i will come by and drive the coin through and yeah, you we don't play that game had a to boast it up, but I'm pretty sure nobody's quicker than me. But just once again to show you how quick I am. Bam, I would empty it. You'll learn to hustle a lot. Thousands of times. Real simple. <laughs> now what you didn't see there, I'll slow it down for you. When I opened it up, I turned the can in my hand immediately, because when you pull it out, it's like so. But the opener's on the other side. Here, I'll show you in full motion again. i pull pulled the box out, whammo, I've already turned it. <laughs> and I can spin them in my hand, That will. So a lot of times what I'm doing, people, it happens so fast you wouldn't even notice it. Next, next, next. See how fast I pull that hand back? Oh, one more thing, because I do it so quick, once in a while you gotta be careful, you're daydreaming along, and you'll start shutting that door a little too fast and catch your finger in it. So You won't be daydreaming anymore. One day, you just don't pull your finger back quick enough, you snap it in that door, and it is a wake up call like you wouldn't believe. Now the good part of this job is I'm not in an office building. Yeah, I gotta put up with the weather, but I'm out amongst the people on the streets here in town. You know, you know quite a few people after a while. I know all the normals out here. <laughs> the people that are here every day, they know me pretty well. So we'll get out now. And I'll uh, show you what I do with the cart. I mean, we were averaging walking anywhere from 11 to 13 miles a day, five days a week. Ask yourself, are you able to walk on asphalt 50 or 60 miles a week? Because that's what you're gonna be doing out here. Okay, and on top of that, you're going to have nasty people all along the way who don't want to take responsibility for their own actions. As a person who wrote tickets for almost 10 years, I have all the respect in the world for the ticket writers. It's a very stressful job at times. The ticket writers really will take a lot of verbal abuse out here, and uh, there's always the threat of violence. You just don't really know how people are going to react when they get tickets. But I can tell you from experiences is that it can get pretty hairy sometimes. And all of us have called the police at one time or another for an irate citizen who just isn't gonna take that ticket and is gonna do everything they can to either intimidate, threaten to get out of the tickets. But you, you sort of try to do your best to deflect when you can. I mean, sometimes you can rationalize with people. Others are just too mad. And they're just gonna, they're gonna give it to you both barrels of what they think. And you just sort of have to take it with a grain of salt, you know? Oh, I've done just about everything. I have uh, probably 15 years worth the food service industry. Pizza making, prep work, counter work, delivery, paved roads. When I went to Corland State and left there, I was uh, an exterminator for a little while. Would I prefer the summer or the winter? Uh, It's definitely the summer, for sure. Especially in the summertime, I like to have as much daylight time as I can. I uh, I own a property out in uh, the West Dryden Road area, and I need daylight to mow the lawn. So there's an incentive for me to come in and try to get things done early and then leave early. I mean, there's always projects going on at home. I stained all the decks this year again. I mean, I wish I had more time for fishing and motorcycle riding. Those are the two things I probably like doing the most. But sometimes when you're a property owner and you work all day and you get old, like I'm getting, sometimes you're just glad to go home and sit down and not do much of anything. I actually have a 1976 Honda 754, it's red. Yep, it's got the original Honda Stripe kits, if you know what I'm talking about, with the 754 emblems. I bought it for 800 bucks and I totally restored it. So the motorcycle, even though it's what 46 years old now, looks like it just came out of the box. I probably would never sell it. I'll probably have that until somebody else ends up with it when I'm gone. We get a lot of people that are in from town that don't know the town at all or their way around. So we play direction finder. I've helped people jumpstart cars and uh, you know, carry groceries. I mean, you just never know what's gonna come along. We also, because we have the radios, there's crimes that you may be a witness to down here as well. So um, every day when you're out here, you really don't know what you're gonna be confronting, which I sort of like. The day is not really the same every day. There's very good people. You know, people that really do want to make the place a better place. So, you know, you learn to roll with the flow. That's the best way to put it, I guess. <laughs> this is a good city compared to a lot of places. Uh, well, actually, it's the small town flavor of it, really. There's a lot of food and accessories. Uh, it's small enough where you can actually get to know some of the people that are here, you know, and yet big enough to provide the box doors and the lake and the things that, you know, it's, uh, it's got it all.
1: employee for the city of Ithaca, introducing us to the fine art of meter collection. Tony, try to show us how to empty the coin boxes of those old lollipop-style parking meters. (laughs) I'm so slow. Of course you are. Slowly but surely, these will be replaced by newer, solar-powered parking meters, or perhaps even made obsolete by smartphone apps, slipping from the analog into the digital age. The times, they are a-changin'. Music for this episode comes from Blue Dot Sessions. It was edited by Florence Gilly. He and I, Marietta Sinotis, produced this show. It's about people that build community. You can check out our other audio portraits at www.thisithaca.org. It's got it all. You can listen while you drive, while you cook, while you clip your toenails, or while you do any monotonous task that's got to be done to make our city work. Thank you to all who do it.
0: So that's, that's pretty much what I do all day, every day.
1: <laughs> Tune in and step into somebody else's shoes.